All right, the Rangers lose 5-2 against the Devils at the Garden on Tuesday night in what was the worst loss of the season. And yeah, they were shut out by the Bruins, they've been shut out by the Islanders twice, they've blown third period leads, they've blown two goal leads. They've lost in every possible way you can imagine for a team that's only played 14 games in a season. But no loss was worse than on Tuesday night. No loss was worse than losing to the Devils who hadn't played a game since January 31st, a team that's had one practice in the last two and a half weeks. No games, one practice. A team that couldn't have been rustier, should have been colder, shouldn't have had any flow to their game. They came out and they gave it to the Rangers right from the opening faceoff. Never let up. Led one nothing. Led 2-1. to one. Blew both those leads and still managed to add three goals in the third period. Yes, one was an empty netter, but still three goals in the third to win 5-2. to two. And it's it was a bad loss. It's as bad of a loss as you can imagine. It's as bad of a loss as you can have, especially in a shortened season, especially given the circumstances, especially since the Devils haven't fucking played in February. They've been on the ice together one time. And they come out and to dominate and to handle the Rangers like that, it's embarrassing. And the entire team should be embarrassed. And everyone from the coach right on down should be embarrassed. And he doesn't seem that embarrassed. He seems angry and frustrated in his post-game press conference. He shouldn't be angry and frustrated. The fans, they're angry and frustrated. He should be fucking embarrassed. To talk about how it's an effort problem, it's his job to get the best effort out of his players. To talk about how he doesn't care about where is what the state of the opponent is. How do you not care about what the state of the opponent is? You knew the fucking Devils haven't played in three weeks. And to give these cocky answers about trying to get two points and there's an opportunity to get two points. Yeah, everyone knows the fucking objective of the NHL. Everyone knows how the standings work. Everyone knows the goal is to get two points a game. No one needs you to tell them that. And then to start on like a hard ass at the end and talk about how uh, the players, you know, he'll give it to them in practice and before practice and after practice. No one fucking cares. Everyone wants to see results in the real games, the actual games. The 14 games that you've played and you've won four of them. And the only reason the winning percentage isn't as abysmal as it actually is is because of the dumb loser point that you can't even get that. Four wins in 14 games is unacceptable whether this is a rebuild or not the fact that this team loses in they've lost in blowout fashion they've lost by blowing leads they've lost by one goal several times they lose two third period leads two goal leads they, they lose every way and then to lose against a team that hasn't even played it was like the whole league has been it was almost as if the rangers had played a season and the devils were just starting game one that's what you expected and that's not what they got you wouldn't know which team was the team that had three weeks off. You would have thought it was the Rangers that had three weeks off if you didn't already know. And the players, they're saying just asinine things too. Mika Zibanejad is saying that the team is not playing with desperation. Mika Zibanejad, you have one goal in 14 games. So maybe worry about yourself. Talk about yourself before you start grouping everyone in together. You're supposed to be the best goal scorer on this team. You're supposed to be either the best player or the second best player on the team. You have one goal. And Chris Kreider's upset. Chris Kreider's been terrible. <laughs> he's been dropped out of the top six. He's the only reason he's in it right now is because of the injuries. Tartemi Panarin and Philip Heedle. So worry about your own game there, Chris. This team is not good. And, and I've thought that David Quinn would be the coach next year no matter what. 
under no circumstances going into the season did I think that he could potentially not be the coach in 2021-22. There was too much here. It was a shortened season, no training camp, no exhibition, the youngest team in the league, another rebuilding season. It seemed like he would at least get this year, and then next year it would be like, hey, it's time to fucking worry about results and wins and losses. But you'd have to see the right things to get there, and you're not seeing the right things. <laughs> the lack of development, the lack of ice time for the number one overall pick is is amazing. Capo Caco, you're finally starting to see him bust out, but not because David Quinn's doing anything to help it. He's giving him less playing time and times than Lafreniere. So he's got the number one pick this year, the number two pick last year. He's got Artemi Panarin. Granted, he's missed the last two games. He's got Mika Zibanejad. They gave Chris Kreider all this money. And what do they got out of it? And... And David Quinn talked about how Lafreniere, it's not like he's joining a last place team that, uh, you know, they're, they're just showcasing him and giving him 20, 22 minutes a night and, and he's out there learning on the fly. But David Quinn, it's not like he joined a great team either. He joined the team that only got to the postseason because they expanded the field, a team that was swept away in three games, a team that was horrible last year until after New Year when they won on that 16 wins in 22 games, and a team that's been bad this year. And you talk about how he, he's you know, trying to break in with a top six that's already established. There's no top six established. Ryan Strom's in that top six. Chris Kreider's in that top six. You're telling me that this kid is not projected to be better than either of those two? If he's not, then there's bigger fucking problems here. David Quinn's acting like Lafreniere joined the Lightning, and he's a 19-year-old kid who's, who can't find the ice time in the top six. That's not the case. He's not on the Lightning. He's on the Rangers, and the Rangers suck. And... Joe Micheletti talked about, oh, uh, talking about other teams around the league and, oh, they haven't gotten off to a good start and this, and there's no more start. This, is, this isn't this is a start here. The season is 25% of the way over. That game on Tuesday night was the 14th game out of 56. That's 25%. Teams have played 19 games. They're at 34% of the way through the year. The, the, this is no longer a start. A start was the first two weeks when they were losing all the games back then, too. Now you're a quarter of the way through the season. You're in last place. You can't score a goal. The last 12 periods, they have four goals. And three of them are from the fourth line. If you want to say only two of them are from the fourth line and the goal by Blackwell on on Tuesday night was really from the third line, well, that's nitpicky because Colin Blackwell is not on the third line. He's only there because of injuries. So, yeah, I'm going to stay with three of the four goals in the last four games are from the fourth line. Pavel Buchnevich, who got demoted, scored on Tuesday night. And aside from that, it's nothing. Mika Zibanejad can't score. Ryan Strom can't score. Chris Kreider can't score. Brett Howden, he'll never score. Lafreniere doesn't even play enough to score. Kapokako's utilization is bizarre. I thought David Quinn was safe. But not at this rate, not at this pace. Maybe he's beloved in the front office, but you can't keep losing games. You can't have the losing streak they had to begin the year, followed by another four-gamer. I said all before the season started, you cannot stack losses in a 56-game season. In a month, they've stacked two losing streaks. And in between that, they blew a bunch of one-goal and two-goal leads and lost a few games in overtimes and shootouts. They're a losing team. And maybe puck luck hasn't been on their side. Maybe in expected goals, they're awesome. Expected goals don't keep coaches around. 
they don't produce winners, they don't produce postseason bursts, you don't win the Stanley Cup on expected goals. And maybe the sample size is small, 14 games. Not in a 56-game season. And that's what this is. It needs to be treated as such. There needs to be urgency. Because it's not like there's, it's not like Lafreniere gets an extra year on his deal, or a Panarin year doesn't come off his contract, or Zabanajad gets an extension, uh, extended a year because it was only 56 games. The season counts. The season matters, and they're that much closer to losing all these great players and losing some of these guys in their prime. It, it needs to turn around, and it, to turn it around, they're gonna they're gonna face the Flyers and Capitals in the next few days. The games. They've had a chance to win. They haven't won. And now they're in a situation where they have to win games. And in this division, that's an impossible spot to be in. It To have to win games against these elite teams is not good. But that's where the Rangers are at. They'll be back at it on Thursday night against the Flyers, a team that handled them easily all last season. That'll do it for today. I'll be back on Friday to talk Rangers-Flyers. Thanks for listening.